0: Hello and welcome to the Survivor's Guide to Life on KPCA Petaluma 103.3 FM. I'm Jenny Stevenson, your host, and joining me is Dr. Peter Bernstein. Uh, Today's show, we are continuing in our series on how to survive through adversity. Dr. Bernstein, Peter, as he likes to be called, is a coach and mentor with 48 years of experience helping people survive and grow through trauma, struggles, and hard times, the stuff of real life. The goal of our series is to help you discover what we've experienced, that adversity is more than a trial to endure. It can be an exciting opportunity to learn, grow, and thrive. Welcome back, Peter. It's good to be here with you.
1: Well, thank you. Wow, you sound very entertaining already.
0: I hope I'm effervescent and bubbly. And, Let's hope so. And and we're just sparkling here.
1: It's just the opposite of what we do for you know ten hours a day. Yes. <laughs> we have to calm people down that are recovering from trauma. Here we have to really lighten it up and sparkle it up. Yes. And we got some difficult. We're talking about difficult subjects, be, and yet there's so yeah. much hope to it. And that's why we're doing this, to provide hope and encouragement and a shift in understanding, especially for those people that are really at that point of desperation where they realize they've got to reach out. And that takes a while to get to. But when you finally get there and you don't have any place to turn, that's a thats a tough place to be. It's Very. A, emotionally... Every other, It feels so horrible. So what we want to do is reach out to so many people, not just in Petaluma, but all over the world, and uh, meet the needs of, of a subject that, um, honestly, I don't think enough people are talking about, but we need to, because it's a very important part of life. It may not be the highlight, but it sure has the can provide the deepest meaning and purpose to life. So, that's what we're here for. Yes. Uh, We're going to, we're just going to be glimmering lights in the dark. (laughs) So, look for the light. If it seems a little dark, we'll get to the light. Don't worry. Um, All right. So, what do you want to?
0: Well, I I wondered if you wanted to start with the quote that you found this week. It was something that really, um, it really spoke to you. And uh, in some ways, it kind of put together some thoughts for what you wanted to cover today.
1: And, you know, I'd like to make it a theme, a core theme to this whole thing that we're, we're, we're building on. And I don't want to lose sight of it for very long at all because it's something that we need to meditate on and look at every day. <laughs> anyway, this comes from Facebook. And uh, lots of people get in touch with me every day, every morning, and believe it or not, uh, I pay attention to these things, and they mean a lot to me. But this was one that struck me that I thought was so appropriate. So I want to read it to you. And it uh, came in this morning, I think. Yes. Anyway, let me read it. It says, what's broken can be mended. What hurts can be healed. And no matter how dark it gets, the sun is going to rise again. I feel that is the core of everything we're going to talk about. Because we are going to talk about broken. We are going to talk about hurts. We are going to talk about those dark moments in our lives. But we're going to also talk about hope. Hope. And in here it says, the sun is going to rise again. We can't ever forget that. And as you deal with the kind of things we deal with, you know it's true, but you still have to go through the, the, the journey. Anyway, that's where we're going to start, and I like it.
0: I want to point out one other word in that that you've used so many times, and that's healing. Mm-hmm. And you've always contrasted healing with a cure. Yeah. Sometimes people are looking for a cure, when what's available is healing.
1: Yeah, and I, I, I think healing is a very human process that we can relate to. Um, I think when people are shooting for a cure, they're shooting, you're shooting for relief, and they want a perfect relief and perfect everything coming out just right. Well, that's not the way it always works in life. And we have found that healing can almost feel like a cure, honestly, And I'm not talking about it from a clinical perspective. I'm talking about it almost from a human core, our spiritual centers. Um, I really believe that there is healing. I know there is. I've been involved in it for hundreds of thousands of hours with so many people. Um, But I don't promise cures to people. I really don't. Um, Because under certain circumstances we are going to run into difficulties in life. That's just part of life. And it may bring out some of our old Hurts and difficulties temporarily, that doesn't mean you're not healed. That doesn't mean you haven't gone through a lot and come through the other side. It just means that, too, is part of life. And if you can accept that, you know you're going to come through it and you're going to be okay. If you talk about a cure, you're looking for perfection. And we don't always have that. No. Uh, I wish we did. I mean, there's certain things I'd like to be cured from all my injuries from all my sports and riding and uh, all working out and all. <laughs> I don't, I don't think I'm too cured, but I'd love to be. But I do always look for healing and relief and improvement. And if I can get it, I'm thrilled. To be honest with you, I'm grateful. So my expectations are more realistic. You could go for cure. Your expectations may be in fantasy land, and you're going to be disappointed. So let's talk about healing instead, and not clinically, but humanly. S- a sp- our spiritual core uh, as human beings let's talk about that that's more like it that's what i'd like to go to
0: so i want to return to um, a phrase uh, that we were this is a this uh, episode is a little bit of a continuation from last time and one of the things that we mentioned last time was mm-hmm. that we can get into a place of why me uh, mm-hmm. when we're faced with uh, very difficult times and you were saying, just as you uh, joined uh, the the broadcast today, talking about when people get to the point of desperation and why me can be part of that. um, At the why me point, we can really go wrong. There's a lot of ways you can go from that point, and some of them are just straight down, and some of them are more constructive and positive. And I know you were talking about... um, not getting stuck in why me, but to look for what you can learn.
1: Well, you're given the answer, <laughs> and you know when you say why me, it doesn't sound too.
0: I'm not desperate right. It doesn't now. sound desperate. But I've it doesn't, been there. I have been. there. I was
1: going to say why. When you reach that point of why me, why is this happening to my loved ones? Why is this happening? It seems so unfair and unjust. Usually we come to a point of so, we're so self immersed and we're so overwhelmed emotionally and desperate and at the end of a rope. And there is no one out there that, who, has, who has been through struggle and difficulty that hasn't in some way reached this point at some time. Um, it's a tough one. When we reach that point, you know, even if we don't voice it to others, it's a question that we may get into internally. Yes. Um, but we've who hasn't asked? Why me? How could this be? It's so unfair and unjust where you know, people who are religious go, Where is God in all of this? How could you let this happen? It seems so unfair to such innocent people to let this happen. Well, we're not talking religiously here, but I can tell you it's a it's a l it's been through the ages a question that people have asked themselves. The really important point of that is What can we bring out of that that can turn that thing around? Okay, and to me that's pretty important. Um, You know, sometimes you ask that question and the situations may be so difficult and challenging and painful that the answers don't come immediately. No. But we've got to know that they will in time and that they will begin to emerge. Um, what we're, what really turns this around is to look at a situation that we may f- come to that, when we come to that questioning, um, we got to look at it from a different perspective, and that is we've got to discover the meaning of what's happening and the purpose and what we can learn from it. It's a much more positive, proactive attitude that's really important. When people go to Why Me?, they're talking about they're feeling helpless, hopeless, overwhelmed, alone. despairing, discouraged, overlo- alone. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a good road. No. And the counter to that is searching for discovering meaning and the purpose of whatever adversity and difficulty we're going through. When we do that, it produces a certain confidence in us and an optimism, not a cockeyed optimism of just fantasy land, but something where... Uh, we know that things are going to come to, there's going to be better things that are going to happen in the future. They, we may not see now what they are, but they're going to come. And when they do, we're looking forward to it. We're also willing to hang in there and persevere in searching and seeking and learning along the way till that time when the sun begins to shine again and we see the light again and we feel a, a, a active crystallized hope, where something really uh, tangible begins to show itself. Well, it may take time to get there, but it will be there. And people who have um, the attitude of looking at things in a way of finding a deeper meaning and purpose to all of this, that's what their journey they're on. And they also know deeply, first of all, they, by the way, I want to say they have a much more positive attitude, even through the difficulty. They're almost optimists in the middle of these terrible times that they may be going through. But they have a confidence either from past experiences, from what they've learned, that they're going to come out of this a better person. And there is going to be meaning to all of this. And they're going to grow from it. And they're going to learn from it. Now, that's sometimes we need other people to encourage us.
0: Absolutely. Because
1: when we're in the middle of it, even the best of us can have some rocky times. And that's the time we've got to have people around us that we trust, that are good loving, caring people who have some experience and perspective that we don't. We need that. So uh, there are ways to turn this around. I'm not saying it's easy, but it's important. One of the keys, by the way, to having support is it's got to be with people who are genuine and real and human and caring and compassionate as well as wise. Um, If it's not that, you're going to find that it's, it's not. I haven't found that it works. I found the component of being a decent, good, caring, compassionate human being who, may have, who has experience and knowledge too is, is the key. Anything else, a performance is going to fall apart. Artificiality, uh, all of that stuff, that just falls away. It feels so puny and unreal and uh, insensitive.
0: I think another thing that can happen is that people may mean well and they try to fix the situation or the person. Um, they might not be, that's another way, isn't it, of being not genuine, not open, if you're trying to uh, quickly fix uh, what's going on.
1: That's not sensitivity. That's uh, good intentions, but good intentions can lead to real insensitive situations. No. Sometimes you've got to ride it out with somebody. You've got to be able to come alongside them. And when you say you feel their pain, you've got to mean it. You can't be in their skin. No. You can't say, oh, I know what you're feeling. Because I've had people turn around to me at times in my earlier life and look at me and go, you couldn't possibly know what I'm feeling and what I'm going through. My answer earlier in my life, that you're right. I'm sorry. I couldn't possibly. What I could say is I do feel your pain, and I'm right here with you, and I'm going to ride it out with you. That's the sensitivity. Not always coming up with the... The perfect answers, right away, um, and sometimes answers right away aren't. Are giving resources right away, are not the thing to do.
0: No, and they can often be a, a way for someone who's feeling overwhelmed by hearing someone else's pain, to kind of cut off uh, from it. They, it's too much. They they aren't able to stay with it.
1: Okay, that happens to be one of the. That's a big issue for me. Um, I've had. a some bugaboos with the world, the professionals that I've been involved with for many years. Because we live in, we've lived, and I've done this too, we live in silos of self-protection. And one of the things that we are trained to do and encouraged to do professionally and educationally is we need to protect ourselves. We have to create boundaries. Uh, All of those things, and at times they're definitely true. With With certain people, you better have those. But there's so many times that we're doing it because of what you're talking about, we don't want to feel the pain. We don't want to be there with that person and feel that. We, we If we feel it, we think we're not going to survive. The medical training and medical profession is brutal about this. And they say, well, if we feel your pain, then we're not going to be able to go on and take care of other people. That is a bunch of buck. That is not true. If you feel with someone and care about them, you're going to add a component of humanity and love and heartfelt caring that these people need. And the truth is we as professionals need it too because we need to deepen and, and find meaning and purpose and shape up as the people we're meant to be as, as people, caregiving types. So this is all pretty important.
0: You've been listening to The Survivor's Guide to Life on KPCA Petaluma 103.3 FM. We'll be back after a short break. Welcome back to the Survivor's Guide to Life. I'm your host, Jenny Stevenson. And before our break, we were talking with Peter about finding meaning in our very difficult challenges in life and about the help that can come the support that can come from those around us as long as the interaction the connection can be very genuine and open and not forced to fix it or avoidant or or anything like that and I wanna just if I can take this one little further way and that is don't we learn, Aren't isn't the best way for us to learn some of these things from other people in the first place when we're growing up, how to deal with adversity, how to take on challenges. Not only do we need people around us to help us in support and perspective, that's how we learn so much.
1: Well, let's go back to the first part of that, and that is one of the steps to finding meaning through all this is... It's a step of learning. What can we learn and reflect upon while we're going through this? And one of them is we've got to look at ourselves. Um, We've seen that through many years of doing this work with caregivers um, at our institute, myself, training other folks to do this. Um, Sometimes it's it's an interesting phenomenon because we have to look at some of our reactions and responses under intense challenge. And these difficulties and these struggles and these painful adversities that come up are going to bring that out. Interesting, they don't always bring out the best. No. They can also bring out old responses that we learned when we were younger on how to survive. And they may have been absolutely appropriate then, but they aren't necessarily appropriate now. So when we're examining ourselves and all this and, w- and learning about ourselves, we've got to take a look at ourselves and go, you know, what? Uh, What can I learn from this? And usually comes through a painful reflection. We're going to see that certain reactions we have don't work anymore. In fact, they inflame the situation. They make it worse. And then we've got to understand that's our go-to place that we learned a long time ago. It's imprinted in our nervous system. It's almost automatic. That's when we have to make some conscious changes and choices to bring ourselves up to date and learn how to respond in the present to what we're facing right now. We also have to know that we don't want to take our pain from the past that can come up, too. Not just for, for the, in the present, but things that come up from the past. And all of a sudden thrust that into the situation where we're trying to help somebody. Um, and then we wind up contaminating and confusing the situation and inflaming it. That doesn't work either. So... We need to look at ourselves. We need to be human. Uh, we need to understand ourselves better, but not to hemorrhage emotionally or behaviorally. Yeah, over
0: recognize the emotions.
1: That's right. It's very important. Um, and that's a funny thing about emotions. They come up for all of us as part of this process. And that's okay. You've got to let it happen. But one of the things that we've got to be aware of is if we don't rein those emotions in, They can go wild and take over and overwhelm the entire situation. That is not what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. We're talking about a feeling state, being tuned in and plugged in. We're not talking about intense emotionalism and pain that we inflict on top of a difficult situation. That doesn't help. That's when things are out of control. We're talking about ways to recognize our emotional life, to understand it better, to make sure it doesn't contaminate and make things more difficult in the present. And we wanna be responsive in the present to the f- person that may be suffering and struggling, ourselves as caregivers. We wanna be able to be aware and, and sort this out. So we're gonna be reflecting and we're gonna learn about ourselves and all this. You can be assured of it. And if you do that, you're gonna find a deeper meaning. That in itself is finding deeper meaning and purpose.
0: Because you've made a difference in somebody's life.
1: You can, and in your yeah. own. And in and in. You'll your own, never yeah. be the same again.
0: Yeah. So while you're talking, I'm thinking: if some, when when, I when someone gets to the "why me" stage, mm-hmm. their emotions have taken over. Is that true?
1: Yes. And that usually means they're moving into discouragement, and despair, and hopelessness and helplessness. That's what that means. That's an emotional state. Um, when that takes over, things look pretty dark. The emotions are out of control, <laughs> and uh, sometimes we need people to come alongside us, who have a better perspective that could help us again, so we can become more anchored and grounded in the present. Um, we need some people around us that we can trust, that may hear that and and love us and care about us, but also know, hey, this person, this person, Peter, Peter needs some perspective right now. Jenny needs some perspective they're overwhelmed there's so much coming at them, and they need somebody that's not going to be critical, not going to be harsh or judgmental, but someone who's going to give them a little perspective on the present, and let them know look some of the things that you're that you're doing right now have nothing to do with the present in fact they're making it more difficult
0: so let me mention a couple of things that people could be doing mm-hmm. that they'd need some perspective to um, to kind of move out of that area. Mm-hmm. A couple of responses th- in the why me that are are not helpful are to blame yourself mm-hmm. for what's That's happening yeah. or um, to try to take on too much responsibility. You're just going to, you, you take so much responsibility that you, you overwhelm yourself and you just can't, uh, it, you can't make a difference that way either. The, the, the idea that you blame yourself you 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 make yourself completely ineffective you can't do anything right or if you take on too much responsibility you put so much pressure on yourself i'm gonna fix this i gotta get it done right away and and either way you're just kind of vibrating with emotion and you're not going anywhere
1: okay that are good good points and that that takes us back a little bit to some of the important points of things that can happen um There's a thing called an inner dialogue that we all have. I used to think it was just clinical. The heck it is, it's human. And there are these voices. One of my old colleagues has passed away, Mondo, used to call it our our committee, our inner committee. And uh, we have these voices that are gonna make us feel wrong. Um, They're going to make us wanna, like you said, take responsibility for things that we're not responsible for. Look at situations that the voices are going to tell us, you should be able to deal with this. You should be able to help them. You should be able to do this and that and the other thing. And sometimes the situation is so difficult that we don't have the capability of turning it around. We have to take a different approach, uh, something more compassionate. Uh, those voices will make us feel that we are over-responsible and that we, if we don't do it, we start blaming ourselves for not doing a good enough job when we're already killing ourselves to be good caregivers and, and uh, giving people. That's what these critical voices in these committees can make us feel like, and all of us have them. That's astounding to me. When I was strictly a clinician, I used to think, this is clinical. And it's so neurotic
0: many, or something, yes.
1: I had so many techniques to deal with this. Today, I don't. I don't look at it that way. I see that it is a human condition, and that inner di- dialogue has to be countered. It has to be tamed and put in its place. Um, we got to give ourselves a break, not be so hard on ourselves. Um, We need to realize, too, that we're not alone, that we're not the only people going through this or facing it, and there are plenty of other people that are facing it, too. We need to get a broader perspective again. Honestly, these are things that we need to be reminded of all of us have to be, at yes. times, reminded. Yes. I don't always think it's easy to hear, but I think it's really important to hear.
0: And and one of the challenges, and I'll say personally for me, uh, when I am in one of those places where I'm either uh, taking too much responsibility, blaming myself, I can't stop the voices in my head of the committee, I find it can be hard to trust hearing even loving, supportive input from the people around me. I get mm-hmm. confused, and I have a hard time trusting.
1: Okay. that At that point, the emotional injuries from your past are really distorting the present. And even though you're surrounded by kindred spirits, people who care, they're genuine, they're loving, they're knowledgeable, they're supportive. When you're, or you're talking about yourself in this case, but yeah. it happens to lots of people. When that old stuff comes up, you don't... You, you don't know who to trust in the present. you don't know who's a kindred spirit. you don't know who's genuine and real, and all you know is the only person I can probably trust right now is myself. That's not true, but it was true at some point in your life. This is the kind of self exploration we have to to grow and learn from. you got to do that if that's your particular barrier and burden that usually it you know, has a couple of things about that that's interesting. Because I know caregiving, we, we do a lot of it. And mentoring and coaching and through very difficult situations. We get tired. We get emotionally yeah. drained. Yeah. We have our own lives that are have their own burdens to them. That's the time that those critical voices in our inside committee of ours starts really, the voices start getting louder. They start beginning, they begin to really Distort our perspective on the present. Yeah. That's the time that we've got to know ourselves well enough to know that's what's happening. Um, I need to back off. Uh, I need some support for others right from others right now that I that I know, and maybe let them step in so I can recuperate a little bit and recover and get my perspective back. So when I talk about self-exploration, we're talking about we're not talking about some esoteric thing. It's very valuable and it's very important because when you're in the front lines, you better know this. Because it happens to everybody. And you've got to know yourself well enough to go, Oh, hear yeah, that, I get I know what this is, I know where it's coming from. My emotions are getting charged up and uh I'm tired, I'm drained, and I'm upset. Um, that's the time you gotta go. I gotta let other people step in for a while and give me a break, and uh, they want to, they will, and I gotta be open to it. And even if my emotions are not in a very trusting place, I have to have a deeper, more meaningful voice that has a confidence and uh, from past experiences to say, "You're gonna be all right. Mm-hmm. You can trust, in spite of what you're feeling right now emotionally, and let some other people take over for a while, to step in. Yeah." So that's, that you know, for you, you're, you're you know, it's very generous of you to share that about yourself. Well, um, I'm hoping I,
0: that if there's somebody out there who's, who finds themselves in that, that it will help to hear that. So.
1: Yeah. No. That, what do you mean? If there's some. I'm sure there is. many. I'm sure there is. I mean, that's why we're doing this, because we're we're human too. Yeah. Uh, I saw an old friend of mine today at the bank, and uh, he's quite a bit older, and he's uh, he knows what's, he knows. people that are passing away, sicknesses. He knows about a lot of things right now. And we had an interesting conversation. It was brief. And uh, you know, so what he said to me is, you know, if I would have known what I know now, I'm glad I didn't know what I know now when I was younger. I think it would have scared the heck out of me. He said, but now I do know. And uh, it's really important. So he said to me, sometimes there's nothing to say. He says, I, he was talking to me and he says, I, I, I get it. He says, sometimes I, I, I want you to know I love you and I'm here for you. Mm. And this is a man I've known for a long time and he's been like that for a lot of people. And he's probably 90 or 91 at this point. Mm. But the compassion, the humanness, the genuineness just cut through everything. And he didn't mi- mix a lot of words. He just, you knew when he said, I know there's not much to say. This is a tough time. And he said it many times. I've been there with him when he said it to others. And I've been there for him when he said it bad through it. So there's a lot to consider. I, did that did that go off track a little bit? No, oh, okay. not at all. Oh, okay. You're
0: talking about genuine, genuineness. <laughs> this man is genuine. And
1: he gave me feedback. It was an interesting thing. He was a 91-year-old man that I respect and love. He's a kind fella, Mm -hmm. And uh, his feedback was so compassionate. Yeah. And so loving, supportive, and human. And he wasn't gushing pain and trauma. Mm. He was being human with me. And frankly, that's what I felt too. There was a perspective that I had that I know what's going on. I know what I'm dealing with, with work, with my own life, and yet I had a perspective on it and an understanding, and so did he. That didn't negate the difficulties at all or the challenges that we're facing. But I was sitting with, I was standing with a fellow human being who understood almost instantly. I live in a town called Petaluma. I know more people like that in this town than any place I've ever been in my life.
0: Yeah, this is an yeah,
1: a, a amazing place.
0: It's a good town, and, and, and what you're Kirk talking Kirk. about is exactly what we're talking about today. Yeah. Uh, you've been listening to The Survivor's Guide to Life on KPCA Petaluma 103.3 FM. We'll be back after a short break. Welcome back to the Survivor's Guide to Life. I'm your host, Jenny Stevenson. And Peter, if it's okay with you, we've spent some time talking about the way things can not go so well from the why me place. Mm -hmm. Let's shift to talking about when we are able to gain from the perspective of the people around us who are open and genuine and loving and supportive, when we are able to, instead of sink, when we're able to maybe start moving forward, um, what is that state like? How do we get started on that?
1: I think there's situations when we hit a difficult situation in life. A couple of things that happen that happen to everybody. Um, but going just just following your trend of thought for what you're talking about there's a time of clarification that we need, that begins to happen, just almost to survive. And that has to do with looking at what is really important in life, what relationships are really important and valued and uh, uh, make a real strong investment in helping us and provide energy, and what relationships are meaningless, they distract us, they take energy away that we can't afford. Um, we need to really begin to examine those things. This is a time when we can't afford, no one can afford to waste a lot of energy because what we got, we need every bit of it to stay on top of our game and to, to help in the difficulties. Um, we begin to get acutely aware of... Uh, the people that are valuable in our lives and the people that are just social acquaintances that really may be wasting our energy. We may waste our time on things that aren't really important and people that really aren't important anymore. Uh, We may look at these situations and go, you know, I don't have time for that kind of thing anymore, where before maybe I indulged it and I wasn't even aware of it. I don't have the time to waste. That creates uh, a, a loss of good energy and I need everything i got to make this thing work and I got to be with people that are on the same page that I am period so we begin to examine our core values we begin to examine about what's really important in life and what isn't uh, one of my sayings that I I used to hear it but now I live it is when I run into a situation that is just sidetracking you know mm-hmm. I, I deal with serious parts of life I know we're real serious people I've been told that yeah. um But I got to look at this thing and I got to ask myself, if I get into this, what's going to do to me? It's going to distract me and not in a good way. It's going to suck the life out of me. If I have anger or resentments towards someone for not delivering, for not coming through, for not offering the kind of love and compassion and help that I know is needed, you know, that's their problem. It can become my problem if I begin to ruminate on it, if I begin to let myself get angry and bitter about it. That is like an open valve of gushing negative energy that I can't afford to lose. I need everything I got to stay focused on giving, caring, taking care of myself, being with loved ones. It gets to be a very efficient process. And I... Uh, I st- <laughs> I was thinking, I, I talked to someone about this and I was at a, I do cutting horse kinds of, uh, it's a competition, but anyway, it's a cowboy kind of world. And uh, parts of it I enjoy. I enjoy the, the sport. But there's also people in it that really are pretty negative. And uh, it may be part of that culture. To me, it's a, you know, it's a play. They, they think it's playing. I think it's a waste. But I went to a, a uh, what do they call them, a clinic to improve my skills to compete. And I had been there in a while and I really looked forward to it because I didn't have many opportunities like this now And I'm doing the work we do and taking care of things that are going on in my personal life. This was a real important break for me. I needed a, what they call a respite break. I needed some self time for self-care. So I went and it was really good for me. I also needed some time to just be left alone. Let me do the activity... I wasn't really feeling terribly sociable, and it was amazing how many people saw that and understood, and I felt really embraced. And Then there were some cowboy types that I know that are so full of it and such a waste of my time, but before, they're part of that culture, and yada, yada, and I think one of them or two of them came alongside me. We were in an arena, and they started their cowboy negative banter. And I looked at him and I said, I have no time for you in this. And I just wrote off. I wasn't kidding. I didn't care if I was rude or whatever. I just don't have time for that anymore. That's, that's an extreme case of it. I don't have into that, I'm glad to say not too often. But there is a heartlessness and an insensitivity to those people that I cannot afford to be around right now. And I encourage other people who are under dealing with difficulties in life and the uncertainties of life, don't waste your time. Um, that's an indulgence you're going to find you cannot afford.
0: It costs you energy that you need for other things.
1: Absolutely. And if you're using your energy well to come alongside others in pain or struggle or suffering, you don't have time to Or to waste. deal
0: with your own struggles and, then your and own. challenges. If you're faced with a huge challenge and you're losing energy on some of these Meaningless, sidetracked uh, issues yeah. and interactions. Yeah, you're uh, you're not going to be effective.
1: Not only that, you're going you you won't be in for the long haul. And some of these difficulties we run into don't end overnight. You know, you need the energy and the outlook that's going to take you f- from day to day, week to week, month to month, whatever. So you it'll teach. This is you'll never be the same again, because your outlook will be much more efficient, and you will not waste your time on people and issues that are not that important in the, big, in the big picture. And my famous saying that I say to myself is, I have bigger fish to fry right now. I'm not gonna waste my time. And that's about as far as I'll go with somebody. And I do it myself, that's it, don't waste your energy. Turn your head around and get focused on what really matters. That's an anchoring. Now I can do that for myself a lot, I'm a pretty disciplined guy, I'm also human. And when I can't, it's nice to have other people around me to remind me to shift and not get caught up in the negativity. Um, and those people have their own problems that they've got to work out, they've got to deal with. But I don't have the time for them. And it's nice to have people around me to go let me know that and to remind me and to get me refocused and anchored and on track again. So we all need that—not just me, not just you. So if we if. All need we,
0: it. if- if we when we are able to do this so that we're able to really uh, keep the energy that we have for something that's going to help mm-hmm. us in the situation that we're mm-hmm. in that's going to help us with the difficulty that we're facing mm-hmm. okay we're we're working on minimizing mm-hmm. these things that are mm-hmm. not where we want to be going, mm-hmm. how do we start to use that energy to start Dealing with the challenge that's facing us,
1: one part of that that's really important is we, in examining ourselves in our situation, it may, it forces us to uh, come to grips with where are we in with the issue of control, and uh, that's a really important thing to look at because these situations that we face that are critical and struggling and suffer involve suffering, pain, overwhelming. Well one of the things they force us to realize sometimes is we can't control the outcome of all of this. Uh, We can't make things better all the time. We don't have what it takes and nobody does in certain situations um, to turn things around.
0: This would be another energy drain. Oh,
1: it's a tremendous energy drain and it's agony. But yet we have to look at that and we will be forced to look at it more than one time over and over again to realize that We have to redirect our energies sometimes into those areas that where we can make a difference in the situation, where we can do something that will lead to some kind of positive outcome. Um, It's a reassessing at those times of where we stand, where we are, and how are we? Where are we with our control and our need to control, and um, are we off track? Well, the truth of the matter is, this is a good time to look at it because you need that energy. Um, that you, where there's certain situations you can't control and make much better, you can't really turn them around, but you can redirect your energies in ways that you can have a positive impact. One step at a time. It means so much to be able to do that. But if we, if you're off track with control, you're going to be beating yourself up, blaming yourself taking responsibilities that you're not responsible for. You're not going to give yourself a break as a human being. And it's going to truthfully, when you do that, it's really all about me, not about anybody else. So we've got to give ourselves a break. Um, And these are some of the things we need to really pay attention to, all of us. Yes. All of us. And these are the times in life you'll find meaning, all right, and purpose through it all. And these are some of the things you'll come to grips with, absolutely.
0: You've been listening to the Survivor's Guide to Life on KPCA Petaluma 103.3 FM. We'll be back after a short break. Welcome back to the Survivor's Guide to Life. I'm your host, Jenny Stevenson. Uh, What you were saying just before our break, Peter, and if we're going to go a different way, just stop me, but what came to my mind when you were talking was the serenity prayer, which is uh, such a fixture in recovery programs. Mm -hmm. Um, God grant me the serenity to uh, accept the things I cannot change, uh, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Yeah, it's a great prayer. And I, I find that of great value. It um, is a
1: great value beyond just AA steps. I mean, it's a core to what we're talking about. All of each one of those things is such an important component in becoming more effective. And also, it empowers us to focus on the things that where we can make a difference. If we waste our time on things that and take responsibility for things that we can't change and can't control, we lose a lot of energy, we get despairing and discouraged and feel hopeless and helpless. That's true. But when we begin to reassess and look at things that there's other things that we can make an impact on, that we can really make a difference and put the energy there, that makes a huge difference in empowering us to feel better more encouraged, more optimistic, more hopeful. And each time we do that, it builds a little bit more strength within us, deep within ourselves. That's what we're doing. We're talking about step-by-step step here. But I think, generally speaking, that, that AA prayer, the serenity prayer says it all. It really does. Um, having the wisdom.
0: Where does wisdom come from? I mm. mean, I, I know that's not that's what we've been talking about the whole time. Uh, definitely wisdom can come from the perspective of those around us who who are open, genuine, loving, and supportive. Wisdom can come from trial and mistakes, trying something. Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't, but you're not stuck. You're going out and trying something. That's right. Uh, Wisdom can come from any number of places unless you're totally closed off, uh, and then you're handicapping yourself.
1: Well, the people that choose to shut down or close off, they're in bad shape. They're going in the wrong direction. There are so many like that, until the situation's become so desperate that it shakes them out. But oh no, there's plenty of people that that they just want to avoid at all costs. That's certainly not the way to go. Uh, you're talking about wisdom. I think it comes from mistakes. I think it comes from deeper, more challenging experiences. Um, I look at things sometimes and I go, why? Am I put in a place of dealing with such overwhelming battles and difficulty that other people don't have to go through? Well, I am a spiritual person. And uh, I'm not talking religiously, but I am spiritual for sure. And one of the things I believe is, and this is my thing, and I do, that God gives his strongest warriors the most difficult battles. And I do believe that. I live by that. Um, and I, it seems to be the case. And out of it comes deeper meaning, a deeper sense of purpose. I became shaped into the person that I'm supposed to be and meant to be. It's not come through easy living. One of the things I want to be aware of, too, though, is I don't want to become such a depressed, oppressed person by all of this. Can it happen? I think it, it does. Yeah. I mean, when we face the re- people going through and bringing in through recoveries of terrible trauma. And, other people's, and then we have our own, oh, it's tough. Mm-hmm. And it can get negative and not very interesting to listen to. Yeah. We don't want this broadcast to, to hear that.
0: No, no, and so we w- let's contrast, um, we've talked about this just you know a little bit before, uh, let's contrast pain without purpose, which is hopeless, despairing, and pain with purpose, pain f- with going hope. through it with hope, finding You're- purpose. Finding meaning that it is possible to get there. There is
1: always hope. The the thing that I see, though, is when we're going through it, it's kind of hard to see sometimes what's there to be hopeful about. But to be honest with you, with enough experience, after a while, a deeper sense of self says with confidence that there is going to be something that comes out of this for the better. You don't see it right now, but you know it's going to happen. That's hope. And that's where we need to be in the midst of it, and all the emotion, and the challenges physically, emotionally, and every other way, well, it's kind of hard to see sometimes when you're human. But it's trusting a deeper voice that's saying, you're going to get through this. You're going to come out of it for the better. You're going to find more purpose and meaning into life than you've ever known. You'll never be the same again. You'll be a better person for it. That's the positive brightness that we've got to look for and, and seek.
0: That's what we were talking about at the beginning of the episode today is is, or we're going to bring some brightness into people's mm-hmm. lives, a glimpse of light. Yeah. That's what we're doing right now.
1: That's what I hope we're doing. I sure hope so. Um, let's see.
0: Yeah.
1: I, mean, I just want to, I'm just looking at something that I wrote. This is we...
0: It the, is it the, the, other, the other thing, the for every loss, there's a victory? Is that what you're looking for?
1: I'll do talk about that at the end. That's not what you're looking for. <laughs> not yet.
0: I was trying to help.
1: Yeah, thank you very much. I, I didn't, much. But We'll get there. But that's what I want to close with to today. Head. Thank you, but we're not ready to close, are we? Okay, no. Now, okay, so I just want to check out with our technician. Um, yeah. So I'm looking at my notes here, and we've been talking about finding the value and learning from what we're going through, okay yes, and we're talking about developing new information, new resources and skills that we don't necessarily have, but that we be once we become aware of them, we begin to seek them out um, either on our own or with the help and support of others. I live for that mm-hmm. and it really is true, so through this self so this evaluation period of time, you're going to look at this and go. There are things here that I don't know, but I better find out who does. And i got to learn. I've got to develop an arsenal of resources for this situation I'm facing and help other people. Um, it begins. I begin to seek them out. And believe it or not, most of the time, there are answers. There are people with experience. There are resources out there. Here I am with almost 50 years of experience, and I can assure you, that I'm involved with challenges now that I listen to others and I seek out their experience, their wisdom, their knowledge, what they've been through, what they know, because I need it. And doing that, I'm growing the whole time. And I'm building up my my repertoire of what I what I'm gonna need to do. Now this isn't a one time shot one shot deal. I need to keep doing this because the challenges keep coming at me. And I need to keep growing in developing and increasing my skills and abilities and understanding. So I have the perspective to overcome my sense of hopelessness, despair, emotional upset. Those all go with it. But to stay there is the problem. Don't want to do that. So I need these other things to balance that out to help me overcome them. We have to provide that for other people. And we do. Yes. And, in fact, we're so committed to that that we're doing these radio broadcasts and then we're going to podcasts, if we hope are going to go all over the world. There's a reason. Because we want people to hear there is a hope and we want them to know that if you don't know about it, we'll help you. You can listen to our broadcasts. We are going to be a resource for a lot more people than we've been. And the reason is because we know the need is so great.
0: It's everywhere.
1: And in this time of uncertainty, yes, it's greater than ever. So we want to be one of those resources for you. And if we don't know it, we'll find out for you. Because when we do that, we grow ourselves too. So we're talking about this thing more in the context of being a mentor to you, a life coach, helping you recover through these difficult times, helping you deal with other people that you're helping recover or get through. The other part of this, that's the other part. There's a time when we do come to have to accept that we're not going to be able to control the outcome. That we, with all the resourcing, with all the things we're doing, the outcome, is it, it's, not going to be okay, it's not going to be good. We have to know that. And when that, we see that, the resource we need to go to is to accept what we're dealing with and to begin to seek resources to make things more comfortable, more loving, more caring, sweeter, And genuine. That's what we need. And it's becoming more effective. We're redirecting our efforts at that point. We're not going to change the outcome. We're certainly going to make the journey, though, one that's fulfilling, loving, caring, genuine, and human for everyone involved and hopeful. So to me, those are very important things. Uh, There's always hope. Um, And I want to tell people that. I want them to know that I live that way. And I'm not sitting here as a guru or somebody sitting in the big chair and looking down at everybody. I'm human too. And it's through my 50 years of work almost that I've become much more human, much more genuine and real than probably I've ever been. And I like it better. It's going to involve more pain, more struggle, a lot more difficulties in life. I know that. But I want to be connected with my fellow man. I want to relate to them. I don't want to sit behind a pulpit and lecture people. I have a great respect for good people that could do a good sermon of some sort. I like that. But for me, I want to be on the front lines. I want to be with my fellow man. I want to relate. I want them to know that I care. And let me tell you, I want to know other people care about me too and my difficulties. And the astounding thing that I continue to discover is there are so many caring people
0: around Like the man at the bank.
1: Yeah, like a man at the bank. Like the tellers at the bank. I I mean, in Petaluma, I can go anywhere. (laughs) I know so many good people here. I just, I'm astounded. Mm -hmm. I go to work out in the gym. I'm in the workout in my locker room and people come up in there. So sweet and genuine, these big hulking guys. Uh, I'm telling you, it's all over town. And I'm very grateful for that. And I never knew it could be so important as I do now. Maybe I'm a little older, going through more difficulties in my life, but that's life anyway. Am I going to stop helping others? On the contrary, I'm going to help more people as much as I'm capable of doing. Am I going to waste energy on people that don't take well to it or not open to it or going to just drain me? I, in my wisdom of my age and my life experience, I'm, not, I'm wasting less time on that all the time, becoming much more protective and selective. Um, like I said, I got bigger fish to fry. I live that way now, and everybody ought to live live that way.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But
1: anyway, you alluded to a, a. I jumped the gun. You did, but that's okay. That's okay. You're a little ahead of me, anyway. You're smarter than I am. Well, but, <laughs> <No. laughs> but let me read this one th- quote, and I want to end with this because I think it's so important. Yes. And I, I think, did I get this off Facebook today too? Another Facebook. Oh man, I'm telling you. Uh, I have a lot of Wisdom friends. Wisdom
0: f- comes in interesting places.
1: And I eat it up. <laughs> it means Thank a lot to me. Thank you to
0: everyone who friends Peter on Facebook. I
1: got so many friends. I had a birthday Saturday. Oh. I had like 40 people wish me happy birthday and had such sweet wishes for me. People that I grew up with in New Jersey. And they're so sweet. People all over the country, all over the world. So sweet. And I needed every one of those good wishes. So it was wonderful. But anyway, let me. this is the last thing that I've read. I love this. It says, for every loss, there is a victory. For every sadness, there is joy. And when you think you've lost everything, there is hope. Where there is hope, miracles do happen. Amen. That's where I'd like to end this broadcast today. We're going to be with you a long time. We want to hear from you. Uh, we want you to get in touch with us at our our. our
0: I'll fill people okay, in I'll just a Okay, I'll let Jenny moment. do
1: all of that. Yep, 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 But really, we want to hear from you, and uh, we want to know what you think. And if there's something that we're saying that you don't agree with, something that you can add f- to. Uh, a question that you have? Yeah, we want to hear about it. If that makes it more interactional. And I don't care where you are. For this broadcast, it would be in Petaluma and Sonoma County. But honestly, for our podcast, which is... Uh, Broadcast goes over. And that could be all over the world, and we have had calls from all over the world. Um, for sometimes very quickly, from Singapore to Gainesville, Florida, mm-hmm. all in and England, and England, and Australia, and it came. They come sometimes very fast. But please talk to us, and please remember you're not alone. We're here for you, and I'm sure if there's other people that will care and be supportive and loving to you too. Thanks. Take care of yourselves, and we'll be back soon.
0: Thank you. Thank you again, Peter. Uh, you've been listening to The Survivor's Guide to Life on KPCA Petaluma 103.3 FM. I'm Jenny Stevenson, and if you'd like to know about more about our show, or you have questions, some feedback, anything that you'd like us to know, please get in touch. You can visit our website at the Survivors to That's the Survivors to uh, You can contact me, uh, my email address is on that site, which is Jenny at Thank you so much for listening and please join us again next time.